Roofing CEO Show, episode number 22. Welcome to the Roofing CEO Show. My name is Dylan McCabe, and in every episode, we interview owners and CEOs and industry leaders in the roofing and general contracting world so that you can have a seat at the table and gain wisdom from the dialogue. Now, in this episode, I'm going to interview Kirby Smith. He's the president of Lightspeed Construction in Tennessee, and he does two things very well in a unique and creative way. And one is his sales process and his sales training process. And number two, the process he uses to dominate his local market online in Google, using all of the images and videos from those job inspections and putting them on a page on his website to show up in local search results. It's so fascinating. It's unlike anything else anybody I know of is doing. And I think you're going to get a lot out of this episode. We're also going to throw in some really candid discussion about challenges in leadership when you grow a company. There's a lot to get out of this before we go there. If you haven't done so already, definitely join our Facebook group. You can find us on Facebook under Limitless. That's the new name that we've rebranded to. And the group is dedicated to owners and leaders in roofing companies. No spam or advertising allowed. We're keeping the group clean. We want to get a lot of great discussion in the group. So join the community, join the conversation in our Facebook group. All right, guys, having said that, let's jump right into this conversation I have with the president of Lightspeed, Mr. Kirby Smith. Let's get into it. All right, as I mentioned, I have special guest Kirby Smith. He's the president of Lightspeed Construction in Tennessee. Kirby, thanks for joining the show, man. Hey, thanks so much. It's a beautiful day here in Tennessee and uh, enjoy getting to take a few minutes uh, away from this beautiful weather to, to talk to you and your audience, Dylan. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for making the time. I'm, I, I like learning about your story because you are an entrepreneurial guy. You have kind of um, an interesting entrance into the world of roofing and an interesting background. And then you've gone and you've really taken what you've learned. And at the end of this, we'll talk about a service that you even offer to owners of roofing companies. But before we get into all of that, tell us a little bit about you and your background before you got into roofing. Yeah. So Dylan, my name is Kirby Smith. I grew up in in Alabama, Uh, never was a great student and um, went through college or went through high school and was, was kind of a BC student got to college and decided that engineering was for me. There was really no math background and no, no real formal training, but I said, Hey, I think I can do this. And I'd always been, um, you know, maybe a little bit of an underachiever. I'm sure I'm not the only, you know, roofing contractor who maybe kind of felt their way into this business through other avenues. Um, and what, what my experience was, was going to college, graduating with an engineering degree and realizing pretty quick, I didn't want to be in that business some of the first advice I heard getting into roofing and selling roofing door to door was from an adjuster. And this adjuster had mentioned and said, you know, Hey, why, why did you leave engineering? What in the world would you do that for? Because it's a good job. I said, well, you get to make more as a roofer and you get to have control of your time. He said, yeah, but you'll make yourself old real fast. And I said, man, you're, you're crazy. I guess I was maybe 30 at the time. I said, you don't know what you're talking about. Sure enough. If you, you guys are seeing the side of my head, it's, it's nice and gray and, You know, I look like a 42-year-old dude like I am these days instead of a nice young pup back then. But so, uh, but that's kind of a a quick roundabout. So you got it. So did you get an engineering degree then? Yeah, yeah. I went to school for for civil engineering, which means roads and bridges, and worked in that business for a decade. Got my engineering license, and I'm a licensed engineer in the state of Tennessee. And haven't really ever done a whole lot with it. I can still stamp plans and do 
um, diagnostics and, and, you know, builds and stuff like that. But honestly, I've enjoyed kind of hanging out here in the roofing business, working for Lightspeed Construction, like you said, for about the last 10 years. Well, so as the president of Lightspeed Construction, going from engineering, which is super detailed work and analysis and math and all these other things, what's it like going from that into roofing? I mean, what was the thing that motivated you? Most of the guys that we talk to, they they get into roofing because they have this dream of making really good money and having good work-life balance and stuff like that. So what was the dream? What got you past the tipping point to go ahead and make that jump? Yeah. So, um, you ever hear those guys that are maybe in their fifties and their sixties and they're, you know, I used to be a big, big Dave Ramsey listener and you'd hear the folk call in and say, Hey, I'm 50 or 60 years old and I'm scared. And if you really dug down a little bit into their story while they were scared, the reason was that they hadn't really ever challenged themselves. They hadn't pushed themselves and whether or not they have a nest egg or not, a lot of times the thing that scared them is that they knew they should have been a little bit more and pushed themselves and never quite did. And so I, I landed flat-footed and started running in the roofing business at the same time. My experience was, hey, roofing sounds cool. I think I'll be able to play more golf if I roof. And you can see my golf shirt here. It's from 10 Cup. <laughs> <laughs> never missed the seven iron, right? But I, my first experience was knocking on doors in Nashville, Tennessee. Hadn't been a storm in a good solid two years. And just going and figuring out whose roof looked old and whose roof didn't need to be messed with. And that was my job, looking for, for wind-torn three-type shingles in Nashville, Tennessee. Did that for a good year. And hailstorm occurred in Knoxville in 2011 and moved here with, with the brand, with the folks that I was working with at the time. And that just didn't really seem to make a ton of sense. And so Knoxville, I stayed and opened up Lightspeed Construction and away we went. So you have this dream of getting into something where you can be out and about, make more money, play more golf, challenge yourself, and you get into business in your early 30s, right? Yeah. yeah. And so you launch light speed, and then reality hits. You start working. You start going from a guy that's really focused on selling roofs to really being a leader in a company and growing and scaling a successful company. So, so tell us about real quickly, what, what is Lightspeed? Are you mostly residential? Are you mostly commercial? Are you a mix of the two? Kind of give us some bullet points on Lightspeed. And Lightspeed, yeah, it's L-I-T-E Speed Construction. You can go to lightspeedconstruction.com to check us out if you guys want to. Um, we're doing some cool stuff, man. Uh, the, the bullet point, I guess, to fast forward from, say, when I was 30 to the time I'm 40 or 42, uh, I tried a couple of different storms and, and chased around, and that was what I knew was knocking on doors and realized I wasn't very good at organizing a team and getting folks to another state and, and trying to, to handle all of that stuff. And I, I didn't really ever like the thought of building an enterprise in a place I wasn't intending to really be. And I was a lot of times I would convince myself, I'd be like, man, you know, Columbia, South Carolina just sounds great. But in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm not staying in Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> uh, but I realized I was getting old pretty fast doing that. It was making me an old man running up and down the highway. In and around that same time, I learned a little bit about SEO and getting my business ranked and becoming a better marketer. And so with those tools, um, along with what we all know every roofing business is these days that, um, you know, that's got a stable presence and is in an area at one time. We're a PR business, really. Lightspeed's a PR business that, that does roofing. So we've got to have a stable, great reputation that our customers can feed off of. And so that along with SEO and word of mouth has really been the driving force behind 
what keeps the lights on, which is good, solid referrals and, and consistent business and opportunities that we take in. Yeah. And you guys do some incredible stuff there. So I, I want to go really deep on that before we get to the, the really exciting stuff. I want to talk about the challenge. I want to talk about the pain you have to work through as a leader when you're growing a company. So when you started growing Lightspeed back in your almost 10 years ago, um, what was the biggest challenges that you faced? Or maybe there's even one specific story of something you went through where you're like, man, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this thing is going to work out the way I thought it would. Take us to that place. Take us to that season. Would it be okay if I focused on maybe one challenge, one that I'm sure your audience still deals with? every yep. day and sort of kind of book in that with what one of the things that we're using um, to help us resolve that issue is, is personnel, right? Things are great. I, I had a, a nice business making good living and decided to start hiring folks and nobody had ever given me any formal training. I hadn't really ever worked for any of the companies I'd been with in an HR capacity or a training and development capacity. And so bringing on personnel was the point where it was the inflection point of my business. It was, it was, um, after I pretty much wrapped up my storm chasing days and knew that I wanted to have a stable presence, knew that people were going to help me do that, but I didn't know how to motivate, didn't know how to develop and just did the best I could, you know? And so one of the things that you and I have spoken about is I'm an avid reader. Uh, the book sitting behind you, Traction is one of my favorite reads. Gino Wickman's awesome. I just finished How to Be a Great Boss by Gino. It's terrific. Um, the other book I might encourage you and your audience to take a look at is called The Five Voices. Every business owner should read it. And what that describes is what are the best aptitudes that your people have and how do those integrate to a team and how to actually sandwich those people together so that they can, they can bring out the right flavors. I'll give you a quick pointer out of that. And then since we're hitting the, the depth, is the depth okay? Let's <laughs> go deep, man. Right Let's go as deep. Yeah, that's what it's okay. all about. So, so five voices, amazing read. And what it breaks down is, and I'm going to classify myself here, it breaks down five different um, types of contributions that your, your workers and your people and your teams can make. There's pioneers, right? Folks that are going to be out there leading the charge. In my opinion, those are typically going to be the people that are, are going to have folks tripped up just enough to follow them, but they're usually going to be the smartest. You met my, my business partner, Andrew. Andrew's a pioneer. Andrew can get folks pointing in the right direction and move in that direction and crushing. Uh, there's there's going to be uh, myself, which is a creative. I'm, I'm a creative person. And there's two different types of, of creatives. There's there's out loud creatives and then there's internalizing creatives as well. I'm an out loud. I kind of like to talk through my problems, kind of like to think to them, like, like that sounding boards and, and mentors that can kind of help just turn the mirror around and say, Hey, what do you think about this? Does this look right? You know, a lot of times that may be all I need. And, and then I'll kind of go do my creative thing and bring it back. The book mentions the interesting thing about creative, which is why I want to make sure my depth's not too, too off. But the interesting thing about creative is about one in seven people actually understand what the hell a creative is talking about at any given time. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we literally lead the charge on where we're going but nobody knows what we're talking about. That's interesting, man. Yeah. So, that so then you, very then, then you have to, I need to, you have to take down. training on communication. <laughs> I, I, and, and that was maybe some of my, my learning curve in developing people in that first pain that I've really had in this business was that I wasn't doing a great job of helping folks get on the same page and aligned. 
And, and the problem was me, right? I got to take responsibility. And, and you know, you kind of bump along and do better with people and hire better people. But it was just in the last six months, I was like, dude, I talk too fast. I, I'm thinking I'm in my head. I'm, I'm explaining thoughts and people aren't getting this stuff. I need to write these thoughts down. I need to get them more dialed in, bounce them off some other folks and then bring them back to my team. And so as a creative, that's, yeah, I'm sure you've got creative business owners in your, in your group and in your network and in Limitless. And man, if that's you, take a look at this book. It is incredible. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'll put the notes to the book in the show notes of the podcast so people can think, oh, what was that book that Kirby mentioned? You know, I'm that way as well. It, it's hard for me. I have to work on brevity because it's easy for me. To, it's easier for me to talk for 30 minutes than it is for one minute. And so even creating, we created a recent promo video for the Limitless CEO groups and Miller, my business partner was like, how long is it, man? I said, man, I got it down to five minutes. He's like, dude, you need to get it down to one. I'm like, man, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> so as you dealt, so would you say that was your biggest challenge as you're growing a team and hiring the right people was communication or was it really just the hiring and onboarding process? Oh man, what a great question. Yeah, I guess that was that was going to be the rest of the dovetail in the bookend I was going to mention about how we look at look at team building and a team and culture here. And I know that word's kind of thrown around a lot. If you spin around and I'll I'll be glad to send you over pictures in the front of my office, there's there's two acronyms in the front of my office. One we borrowed from Dabo Sweeney. It's B-Y-O-G, bring your own guts. Can't work for us if you don't do that right? You, you will not be a fit. The other is BYOC. That's bring your own character. So it's the very last thing. And the first thing folks see when they come into our office is that you have to have this to be here. The other mention I've got, you know, is hire, hire slow, fire fast, you know, bring in the right people. And if you realize it's not the right, but not the right seat or not the right seat, but you just have to make the move and nobody had ever taught me how to fire anybody. I remember the first time I fired one of my workers and, and she had been with me for several years and I really cared about this, this gal, but it was just time to move on. You know, it was, she had a different vision for what we were going to try to accomplish than what the company was going to be moving towards. And dude, I don't know if you've ever let anybody go, but I stayed up all freaking night. <laughs> I was looking at the clock and I was watching YouTube videos and, reading and looking at the clock and I was hoping the clock would tick backwards. I was so terrified of that 7:30 meeting where she was going to come in and you know one of my other workers was going to sit in and <clears throat> one of my other workers was going to sit in and have a conversation with her and we we're just going to explain it to her but
and I think, you know, the books that we read are going to tell us that, you know, they're going to say, when you're speaking with that person at that second meeting, you know, it should be 20% you speaking and 80% listening to them, right? Um, I, the other is have things written down, kind of to sort of parlay with what you're mentioning. I don't think it's possible to have control of your business and to have your business leverageable unless you build a great onboarding and training platform. I don't think it's possible. I think your business will always own you. And so is that something for your onboarding and training is, do you guys use a resource like Storm Ventures Group training, or do you have your own kind of video training internally, or how do you guys do that? Yeah. So um, this is, this sort of starts to speak into the, the software that we built. We're using it as a training platform as well. Um, the The biggest thing is it just, you can certainly outsource that. I don't know if you'll ever get the texture that you're wanting. You know, I, I'm using Anthony's gear and, and SVG stuff will be cool. He's got a ton of training videos on how to how to sit down and close folks at, at a dinner table with a, a storm restoration contract, right? That's cool. But does it tell them how to, you know, bid a reflash of a chimney? You know, it, I don't know that. Anthony's got that in his gear, you know, that a chimney's going to be $1,500 to reflash and you're going to put ice and water all the way up and around and you find a matching shingle and measure the widths of the shingle. And so we're getting, talking about depth, we're getting that deep in it. You know, when you go look at a, a shingle, you need to take pictures, get your best match. If you can get a shingle, get a shingle. And here's what to look for when the chimney's actually leaking. So we're, we're going that granular with it so that our folks, whether they're grabbing, you know, the chimney flashing leads or the valley leads or, you know, the, the ridge cap ridge vent leads. Those guys understand every detail that we can help them and tee them up and we can, you know, possibly even put some examples of projects that, that look like what we're doing. But, but writing the stuff down, however you do it in a very succinct, clear manner, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. It takes a long time. We've been working on this since the beginning of 2020, for example, and we're not, we're not even halfway finished, right? <laughs> And it's, uh, it's a very rewarding process. You'll learn a lot about what you say and what you do. And you might even tighten in some of the things that you say and you do, Dylan, while you're going through and, and teaching it to others in, in a very flat way, which is videos and photos and, and you know, scripts and things like that. That's so true. You know, I had, a, I had a former role at a large digital marketing company and they decided to franchise it out. So we had to develop training and processes for all the franchisees for them to be successful. And I built that whole thing out from the sales training. And then, and then imagine teaching people that have never don't know anything about online marketing and teaching them about Google ads, Facebook ads, SEO, website design. I mean, it's just over, it's, it's, it's overload for your brain. Right. But, but it's so critical that you do that because if you don't have processes that are well-documented and followed by everybody, you don't have consistency. So you don't have a process that's sustainable and you also don't have a process that's scalable. So I just love that you're a champion for that. And that kind of leads into the next thing, you know, I, I, just for people listening to this, they need to check out your website because you guys right away, when you go to your website, you've got 
very simple call to action buttons for somebody to hire you or to call for a free inspection. They can also look at jobs in progress. They can look at their own job in progress. They can look at any kind of job, commercial roofing jobs, residential. They can look at repairs. They can look at all kinds of stuff. But you've got this great format where every single option looks the same. The text is really big and bold. You've got videos everywhere. And then I looked at the Google listing and you guys have got over a hundred reviews on Google's with a with on Google with a 4.8 rating. So there's a lot of questions I want to ask. But for guys listening to this, everybody wants to be competitive in their market. You guys are dominating the local Tennessee market there, and you're not spending a ton of money on ads. So how are you doing that? How are you getting this organic? How are you getting this um, organic market share when somebody types in roof repair Knoxville? How are you, you're doing what everybody wants to do. And we all see all the, I'm building up this kind of the answer to this question here, but we all see these Facebook posts and the Facebook groups. How do you want to get this many leads, this many leads, this many leads? Everybody's trying to do this thing. So can you kind of walk people through the first big thing that you guys do well? Yeah. So we, um, we, we built a marketing software. It's called Lead Symphony. And, and it's, it's not the same as my roofing business. But um, what I found in the process of building software over the past three years is that it, it's sort of a lot like SEO, right? We all know what SEO stands for these days. And SEO and software are very similar in that they weed out everybody in the middle, right? So if you hire a software business, you're going to get somebody great or you're going to get somebody terrible. <laughs> There's not a lot in the middle. And we see the same thing in the SEO world as well. There's not a lot of folks that are not going to be not terrible. You, you, you've got great services that know what they do well. And then you've got, um, you know, you've got a lot of folks that are, are doing the other as well. And so what I can say is that when you're considering a partner to bring on to your business, just a little point of advice, whether you're considering building some sort of software, SEO, be very slow and very careful about that because you're talking about spending a great sum of money and possibly leveraging some of the opportunities that you might have otherwise gotten if you don't do it very well. But what we do that's different is that we at Lightspeed Construction use Lead Symphony software to document every single project that we inspect and perform onto our website. So that's what Lead Symphony does, right? And we've spent three years building this. It's, it's not an app. You won't find it on the app store. It's, it's, a, it's a login through your website that my team goes on every day. And any inspection that we're on, we're loading photos and videos and, and then content statement to, to that. We're sending that inspection back to the customer, perhaps even jumping on a Zoom call. It's a little bit different. And when we get on our Zoom calls, we're actually walking those customers through their pages and then through some culture stuff and some pitch booking stuff that we have and some upsell things that we've got in our scripts. But the main thing is we're driving towards the fact that we're doing a virtual proposal where we're covering your project. And it's right here on our website. And so the nice dig that we're getting there is that we don't close every single opportunity we look at, Dylan. I don't know if you're closing 100%. We're not, right? that would be nice yeah yeah it would be nice maybe one of these days if you figure out how to do that would you please let me know <laughs> and I'll, I'll take i'll pay you real good for it okay but we don't close 100 percent of our opportunity calls and so what we have found 
is that when we go out and we meet with our customers and, and put their information on a web page that's designed for them, it's going to create something unique and different that, that we do that no one else do, does. Um, that we are not going to look like a commodity. That's one problem we got maybe in the East Tennessee market is that there's a lot of commodity contractors out there we compete with. So this makes us look a little bit different. Every company wants to be different than those guys. And this actually does that. And, and that was one of the things that we struggled with for the longest time. Should we lower our prices? Are we too expensive? We're probably the most expensive contractor in our market. Should, should we bring it down? Is it something that, you know, we're getting beat on price? And, and the way that you, the, the, the script you need to author if you want to not lose on price anymore is you have to be different. If you're not, you're a commodity. Your buddy Joe says that. Joe Hughes uh, with Contractor, Contractor Dynamics. And I love that line, but this makes us different is that we're able to capture all decision makers on our virtual calls, walk them through every detail of what we're, we're proposing, and then get our doctors sign over them to let them take a look. And it, it really helps us duck that, that objection of, hey, let me think about it and talk to my wife, right? And, so just for, for people listening to this <clears throat> that don't have a frame of reference for what Lead Symphony is, it's not some lead generation landing page type thing. Lead Symphony yeah. is how to get organic leads because the software basically takes what would be a presentation and it takes that presentation of the roof inspection or the roof job done and it puts it in this amazing format with pictures, with pins and little points that you can tap on or click on. And it opens up a picture or a video and it leads somebody through a story. And it looks like a timeline as you scroll down the screen with images. And it's a very powerful sales tool. But it's the, the most powerful thing to me is that it's constantly putting content on your website. Because a lot of guys know, okay, yes, I need to do search engine optimization. Google likes web pages. Google, if Google, all Google wants to do is the great librarian of the internet. If somebody types in roof repair company near me and Google has two choices as a librarian, it can show that person a website with 300 pages or it can show that person a website with two pages. Well, Google as a librarian always wants to show the book with more pages. Your website is like a book. And Google wants to give somebody the best book to answer their question. So to me, Lead Symphony software is a very powerful tool because you're taking all these pictures that you would take as the job. They're going on a web page on your website forever. And it's new content for Google. It's keyword specific. And you guys are dominating the local Tennessee market. And, and it's awesome because you're not, like you said, you're not the cheapest game in town. And I love that because if we all do that, we're all in a race to the bottom and we're all undercutting each other. If we all just try to be the cheapest guy in town, but you guys are staying there at your price and your profit margins and you have a leg up. And for guys that don't know, haven't spent a lot of time researching online marketing, 87% of users online do business with the first three options in Google. It doesn't matter if they're searching for a plumbing repair, if they're searching for tennis shoes, if they're searching for romance, they click on one of the first three spots in Google and they get their answer. They do not look any further. So if you are not in the first three spots in Google for any keyword phrase, you are basically invisible to the public. And so you guys have figured out a way to do that. Um, so the that's pack, how the map pack is cool. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really cool to, to be ranking the map pack for sure. Um, the, I guess to sort of flip, flip what you're saying as well. Um, the other thing is that we all know that we're writing 
reports and, and putting bids and estimates and, and putting time into documenting what we're going to propose to our customers, right? Why not do that in a place that you might be able to get some value? I guess that was sort of the speak to of, I'm not closing 100% of my opportunity calls. I'm just not. I'm never going to. But if I can close the 50 or 60 or 70% that I do, and then have the other 30 or 40% end up on my website as assets that live there forever and help Google find us and make it easier for other customers to find us as well. Maybe just not even Google. Maybe if they're just searching our website, just, just flipping through and they see something that sort of correlates to their issue. We've created a library of assets to sort of leverage off your word library there. Google's the library for everything. Lightspeed just wants to be the library for, for roofing in East Tennessee to talk about the problems we experience here and have assets that help folks understand that quicker. And if, for example, you called my business um, this afternoon and said, hey, Curb, I need a sun tunnel. By the way, if your customers aren't selling sun tunnels, they're between three and five X profits. And it's a lot like McDonald's asking, do you like fries with that? We've just, gotten through building, yeah. we've just gotten through building uh, for Lead Symphony. And I still leave behind and hook for your audience if they want to stop by leadsymphony.com. We've got a, a course on how to upsell sun tunnels and the questions you should be asking and some of the ways that we pitch off our upsells and help our guys get better at, at pushing that stuff. But we create these assets and whether the customer moves forward with us or not, it's just going to increase our market share and our presence and our visibility, and it will tell a better story. But if you called me, Dylan, this afternoon and said, hey, Curb, I want a sun tunnel. I'd say, man, I, I, I get it. What Do you know anything about sun tunnels? You'd say, yeah, man. And I'd say, well, hey, let me send you over a link real quick to my website. This is a customer that had a lot of the same questions that you've got. And they were asking the same things that you're asking. And, and it's going to have photos, videos, videos, photos, and a happy customer testimonial right there on my website talking about the same issue that you're calling me in regards to. Win. Just win. That's, that's our win right there. That's, that is what makes us different. That's so good. Your, you know, your story is similar to um, to some other brands that are that are really crushing it right now because you didn't start in online marketing and then get into roofing. You are the president of a residential and commercial roofing company. You had a big challenge that you faced repeatedly, and then you figured out a way to basically put your, this really compelling presentation online and to make it a permanent web page on your site. So you're getting organic search result action off of it. You're using it to close deals. Give us some stats on, I know you tracked your close rate going up and then, um, yeah, how, have you, how has that helped you close more deals with customers? Yeah. And just to speak just a, another moment or two to my background, I, I, I attribute it all to my upbringing and my family and I come from good stock. My, my, my dad's name is Kurt. He's a minister. My mom's name is Fern and she's a school teacher and their parents were some incredible folks. And a lot of the culture that we have here was borrowed from, from, from those folks. And so um, <clears throat> it, is, it is just purely a coincidence that I was just, you know, maybe a, a person who never gave up on a, on a decent idea and tried to make it better. But that's, that's something that my grandparents, my parents always instill was be looking for that other little angle. Don't be like everybody else. Find something that's unique. Um, and so that, that, that is the kind of thing that it just sort of happened to be that I landed in 2010 or 2011 
in the days before digital marketing was a thing, before anybody was paying thousands of dollars a month on, on Google or Facebook to get exposure. And I said, I don't want to do that. Those, those leads look a lot like commodity leads to me. And, and not only that, I'm renting those commodity leads. And no offense to Google and Facebook and, and Twitter and, and those guys for what they do. They, they do a fine job of it. They, they definitely manage folks' attention in a very interesting way. I just said, I would rather have better one better textured lead than five commodity leads. And I, I can't control that. You know, if I'm, I'm buying this, this attention from Google and this attention from Facebook, and I'm not trying to hate on any of the, the big tech platforms, but we just decided to do things a little bit different and, and play their rules, their game. Lead Symphony is 100% white hat. There's nothing that we do that's, that's out of bounds. It's not going to put any exposure or risk, but every project that we inspect and, and perform, we are creating assets around it. And getting into the weeds there just a little bit more. So we upload photos to lead something. You know that, right? So when we upload photos, the two most powerful things you can do with a photo when you upload it to your website are going to be what? Quiz the title and the alt text. Alt text. Okay. Alt text. Yes. Alt text is correct. Title, let's, let's agree on that one as well, but alt text. So what alt text is these days, alt text is a way of, ADA, uh, disability, describing what a photo is to somebody who's blind. So when you're alt texting your image, you want to alt text it the same as if you're describing it to a blind person. When I talk about a shingle, I say this is a gray colored shingle that has lots of granules missing and there is a nail that is popped. I describe what the picture is like I'm describing. Lead Symphony helps you do that. It reminds you when your photos have not been alt tagged. And you can all tag them straight to the database. That's that's a problem no one else has solved. So that's absolutely crushworthy. The other, to answer my own quiz question there, is EXF data. It's going to be longitude and latitude of the image and then comments. And so what it's going to allow us to do and, and our Lead Symphony customers to do for their websites is to drop in that EXF, which is longitude, latitude, and then a quick description of their business. You know, we're light speed construction, 1532 Washington Avenue, and so on and so forth is our email and phone number. All that's embedded into every image that we load to the web. So it's pulling longitude, latitude, and then it makes sure that your alt text or alt text is correct and gives you reminders when it's not. So that's see, that's yeah, you yo crush right. You there. taught me something there. Yeah, that is so interesting because Google's algorithm wants to give local searchers yep. the best local search result to their question and, and that plays into that that's really powerful yeah i mean i guess just back to me and and what my story looked like i i knew that there was a lot of other folks that were struggling with this i knew there was good companies out there that were not doing a great job at telling their story at getting some of the, the things that they worked so hard on in front of their audience and they've got tons of material. I mean, your average roofer, how many pictures do you think that he or she has on her cell phone, right? Right, thousands. thousands. Tens of thousands of photos and videos that are sitting on their cell phone making zero dollars. And, you know, maybe for sophisticated folks, they're dropping it to some sort of cloud storage app or, you know, Google stuff, you know, and that's cool, but it's still not making any money. It makes money when it goes on your website. And demands that Google or, or any of the other engines pay attention. And then when your customers get to your site, you can keep their attention longer and have a better texture of opportunity once they come out the other side and give you a phone call. Yeah. So you're basically what you're saying is 
is we've all got a lot of assets on our phone that are just sitting there that aren't making us any money, but they could be. That is, yeah, that's the situation. Yes, that, that is it. <laughs> well, I think and for guys that want to learn more about Lead Symphony, because we could, I mean, we could talk about Lead Symphony for an hour straight. And it's, it's, it's a phenomenal piece of software because it does a lot of things from adding content to your site, getting you people that are searching online, making it to where they find you instead of the competition. It's a sales tool. It's a lot of things. So I actually... Cool. It's a it's training, a training tool. It's, on there, bro. It's, it's right there. You you can work for Lightspeed Construction tomorrow. You're going to be in Lead Symphony learning about what we do. <laughs> so it's a phenomenal tool. So for those of you guys that want to learn more, I actually did a YouTube video with Andrew, Kirby's business partner, and we walked through Lead Symphony uh, because I think it's just, it's just one of those things you really need to see in a video. And so I'll also put a link to that YouTube video in the notes of this show that'll be on our website, limitlessceogroup.com. You can go to our YouTube channel, which is Limitless. You can find it in our Facebook page and stuff like that. And um, and just go as deep as you want on that because it is phenomenal. But I, but I also want to touch on another thing, which you guys do really well, which is referral business. We all know that you've got to have referrals to have success in sales and to grow a company. So how do you generate referrals? Because if I remember correctly, your guys aren't allowed to get their commission if they don't do something. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And um, how much time do we have left just real quick? Because I'd love to talk to referrals for the next hour, honestly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we could do a whole interview on that. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, typically yeah. about another 15 minutes or so. 15 minutes. Okay. Um, so a quick shout out to my parents, Fern and Kirby Smith and my girlfriend, Beth. Um, not sure I'd be without those folks. They're awesome. And they definitely help support me a lot in getting us here. Um, as to your question, Lightspeed Construction is very focused and, and talking about traction and, and Gino's stuff. I don't think that your business will ever scale without focus, without coaches, without focus, without, you know, really getting into the things that hurt. That's, in my opinion, the definition of focus is, is dealing with the stuff that sucks that nobody else wants to do. And so it, it's, it's kind of sucks at first when you tell a salesperson, hey, you're going to have to get a customer testimonial video or you don't get your commission. And I need that customer testimonial video to go onto their page. It's a painful thing because not every customer is going to want to do that. And, and what we find is that by the time we're done doing it, they don't even realize it's happened. You know, hey, Dylan, tell folks about why you like the roofing job that we just performed and why you chose Lightspeed Construction. And even if you're not, <laughs> even if you're not a, a video person, which we hear quite a bit, you're going, but we're, we're pretty strict that you've got to have your customer testimonial video on our website so that we can all use and leverage those tools and our customers can have us in business for the next 25 years. They want us in business so that we can warranty their roofs. And so, um, and my guys get the picture. It's, it is a different experience trying to onboard something like Lead Symphony. And we're still figuring out the growing pains of, you know, when, when our new contractors come on, how to really get the buying and adopt because it, there is some ask and it will require focus. But I just don't think you ever get speed without focus. It's the fuel that gets speed in your business. And you know what they say, money likes velocity, Right. 
And so as you develop that focus with your sales guys, what were the results? I mean, if I, if I remember correctly, didn't you say for every job you close, you get not, not just two more referrals, but actually two more jobs closed. Is that true? Oh, I, I, we haven't really gotten into the weeds on tracking that. If you do want some hard statistics, we're up 20% on our close ratio on using our sales system. And we decided with Lead Symphony to call our sales system Own Your Market, OYM. And so we are 20% up. And that starts at the beginning. Hey, we're going to need five minutes of your FaceTime when we get to your property. And so we, we come on site, need five minutes of FaceTime, and we need to jump on a Zoom call with his and hers with both both of them afterwards. And so we will have a better opportunity jumping on with both his and hers, but we need less time face-to-face. With the webpage that we're going to be building our customer, we ask them to share that. Hey, drop it on social media. Um, Text it out to some of your friends and family. You're happy with the project. would really help us out. And anybody that calls, obviously you get your referral fee. We've got that ingrained in our culture as well. But it's, it's, Obviously, referrals are a huge portion of our business. And, and so it's nice to be grabbing 20% uptick in closing percentages with virtual closes using Lead, Lead Symphony. And I'll repeat that 20% increase in your closing ratio with Lead Symphony on virtual closes because you get both decision makers on the, on the same page. So that's why we call that on your market. After that, we haven't really been tracking or, or you know, delving in too much with our referrals. We know that they're increasing, but yeah, absolutely. We'd love to see, you know, one new opportunity for every customer we get or one new closed contract. But, you know, we're just we're thankful for everybody that's going to give us a chance to bang on the roof, honestly. Oh, it's so good. I mean, 20 percent increase is a legitimate curve in the right direction. That's that's really powerful. I know there's a lot of people listening to this thinking, well, I own a company and I'd, I'd be willing to pay a lot of money to have somebody that could come and teach us a method that would increase our our revenue by 20 percent each year. Closing ratio, 20%. Yep. And um, there's there's two big mentions on a virtual close is that thing number one, you get to, to kind of two-step your close. We all know, we've all heard of one-call closes, right? So you go out, you meet a customer, you figure out a scope, you throw a price at them and hope that they, they move forward. Ask them a bunch of questions that are commitment questions beforehand, have some closing questions you're going to ask. This really does a nice job of helping you figure out their budget before you ever have to sling a price at your customer, right? So if you called me and said you want the sun tunnel we were talking about earlier, I got out. I'm going to mention a range of price. I'm going to see the sun tunnel is going to be between $1,500 and $2,500. And off of that, I'm going to get a bearing off of your price. That's the big benefit that we get. Thing number one is that I'm going to get a bearing on your budget, right? Without actually having to say, Dylan, tell me your budget on the sun tunnel. So I get a bearing on it, and then I actually get a chance to, to put my proposal together and jump on a call on Zoom with you and your wife where I can show you happy customers that have, have been serviced, talked about the customer testimonial videos, and then use that to also leverage getting his and hers together, both decision makers. It's, it's a big win for us. And that's those two things together, added together, are, are probably the reason that you're seeing a 20% number. They're both probably about a 20% uptick. We get better information on the budget on the front end. And then we get both decision makers or all decision makers. And this goes for commercial deals as well, right? So um, w- one of the big things that we've adopted in the past year is service agreements. And on a service agreement, you talk to apartment complexes or HOAs or asset managers. These guys are never available, right? They've always got somebody that's, that's kind of um, gatekeeping the deal for them. So this is a terrific way for us to grab their attention for a few minutes. 
You know, you just, it's difficult to close opportunity unless you get both decision makers together, all your decision makers and principals, and then have a clear understanding of what their budget is. Those are the, those are the two things that are, are upticking our, our numbers, that 20% we're talking about. We'll help our customers with lead symphony. Um, anybody we bring on, we'll be glad to teach them the on your market system. So what's one key takeaway you would, you would share from all of that to guys that definitely want to increase their close rate in virtual sales during COVID? I know we just, at the time of the recording of this podcast, Pfizer has come out with news that they're 90% successful with their new vaccine. So maybe we'll see a, a shift now to where we can do more in person. But for now, Zoom is a great sales tool. So what's one big key piece of advice you would share with that? Oh, man. Um, for virtual closes, uh, I think it's I think it's what we all know, but nobody's really saying that it's anytime you close a customer, I know what I want to tell them, right? <laughs> it's a big, but I don't know what they want to hear. It's a big disconnect in the sales business is I want to go and tell them when I love talking, right? I want to go talk, talk, talk. It's a lot more important to sit there and have the script down with the questions that you're going to be asking. And we can even mention some of the scripting that we use that's, that's very powerful on how to flesh out, you know, some of the potential objections or maybe the commitments that we're looking for and the things that are important to our customers. That's the biggest thing is find out what's important to your customer. Forget a little bit about your agenda. Find out what aggravations they've had. And, and what direction they want to see, you know, the, the, the property be serviced or whatever service you might be offering. That's good stuff. Yep. That's so good. And so to, to kind of bring this to an end with everything you've gone through to this point, almost 10 years being the president of this company and then creating the lights or not creating Lightspeed, but creating lead symphony going into that, where do you see Lightspeed going three to five years from now? What's your, What's your vision for that? Where are you guys headed and, and, and why? Yeah, I'm going to tune into the past two years, right? And just sort of speak to that and sort of give you a projection based on what we've done. Um, we've done three things that are hugely important this, this past year. Uh, thing number one is that we've revamped our point. And this is outside of the software. This is just pure light speed, right? Um, light speed construction is in Knoxville, Tennessee. Like light speed has... Um, brought on a written down formulated sales system that is clear and understandable, has the questions that we all know we need to be asking that nobody's asking. And we train on that every week. So we pull those closes together and we review the closes that our our, our guys are taking to our customer base. We review those, see what went right, what went wrong, and, and what needs to be tweaked or improved on. So we review those every Monday and Friday. So we're dialing in our, our sales proposals in a major way because it's very expensive to kind of have everybody sort of doing what they want. And I love to flow. Don't get me wrong. I love to just sit there and just jibber jabber and build rapport and, and kind of kind of finally get it, you know, the vibe of the, the, the close. But that's not how it works here anymore. We, we have... At Lightspeed brought our own guts. And, and what that means is we're doing stuff that isn't comfortable, right? We're focusing on those questions and the things that we see the most benefit and value. And we're discussing and we're, we're graining that into what we're saying. So that's thing one is the point of sale. Thing two is building and adopting a training system where we can leverage uh, 
other people's time as opposed to say my time or my team's time. We can get those guys to learn faster, better. And so it's a lot of effort. It's a lot of work, but it's one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. And then, you know, the third thing, Dylan, um, is that we have really tightened in our upsells, right? So as a retail contractor, we haven't had a storm in Knoxville in three years, right? So you go broke if the only thing you had was a sales contract for storm restoration. You couldn't do that, right? So what we've done is we've tightened our upsells. So if you call me mentioning a roof, I'm going to mention, you know, maybe even over the phone or, or right there on the front end, you know, hey, are there any darker rooms in your home that you guys thought about illuminating? And from there, I'm going to plant that seed of that upsell. And then I'm going to jump in the script that you have. So like I mentioned, if you go to leadsymphony.com, we've actually got a quick webinar on how folks can get quick information about upselling sun tunnels. But we're at between 3 and 5x profit on our sun tunnels. And it's a, it's a very powerful tool to realize what we're upselling and how we're upselling that. And um, then having our guys do, do pitch-offs, right? Every Friday and every Monday, we got a 90-second pitch-off. And you try and cut my head on how you can pitch your, your gutter guards or your wrapping, you know, wrapping fascia or, or sun tunnels or chimney caps or what, whatever that upsell might be. We're going to try and pitch off C-Touch and close that, that, that upsell. As far as the next three to five years for, for Lightspeak Instruction service, service business, um, I, I, I was speaking with my, my good friend Lee Haight over the weekend. He was telling me that in Florida, he's doing $4 million a week in insurance restoration skills. And that number is incredible. Congratulations. I'd rather do $10 million in service a year. Right here in Knoxville, $10 million in service. That's 80% profit on service work that we're calculating. And if there's anything I can coach young guys out there, take a look at the service business with your apartment complexes, your HOAs, your asset managers. Get those guys on warranty roofs that you haven't put on. Go fix them. Get that money in quarterly, and you'll make it over the aggregate. I'd rather do $10 million in service in one year than $5 million a week in storm restoration in some other state. No offense to storm guys whatsoever. I just seen that being the vision and the, the intention of Lightspeed Construction while we're growing the software side as well. That's so good. And just, you know, to give a plug to my friend Ryan Groth with Sales Transformation Group for guys that want to, to learn how to do that, you need to hit Ryan up. He's worked with the top one, a lot of the top 100 companies in roofing. You can check out his website. That's Sales Transformation Group, Ryan Groth. He will absolutely train you on how to build up that that service business model. It's just awesome. So, well, man, we could John Townsend is well over with Ryan. John's awesome. He's a super smart guy. So yeah, y'all check out Ryan. We love working with Ryan. Awesome. Well, we could keep talking about business and growth, man. We've touched on a lot of challenges here. We've talked about the leadership leadership challenge. We've talked about resources to read. We've talked about onboarding. We've talked about standing out in Google with Lead Symphony. This has just been awesome. But do you have any uh, any parting piece of advice, just one thing you'd like to leave behind that if, if, if they didn't get everything else, just one thing you want to leave behind to people listening to this? Read Traction by Gina Wickman. Read the five voices, like I mentioned, but especially read Traction. It'll take you about three days. And if at the end of a quarter, end of a year, you're having trouble with reading Traction, call Limitless. Those guys can help you out. And, um, you know, hey, I guess the, 
one other final word besides that. That's a terrific read. It's the text of, of, of y'all's, y'all's training, and it's a good one to have, right? Yep, we do. We follow traction in the whole EOS system in our CEO groups. So thanks for the plug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like the worst plug God ever invented. So there was no segue. It was like, by the way, you know, but yeah, we we love that would be a, a recommendation was to read that book, get into it, see what what's there. Thing number two is that the roofing business is one of the most awesome business awesome businesses out there. I've worked in several businesses in my life and and folks want to see good succeed. We don't want bad around for long, but we want to see good succeed. So if you're a, a young, struggling business owner and you're having any trouble with this or that. Man, there's so many terrific resources, you know, from from Ryan or from um, you guys or from um, Steve Patrick or, or the SVG group. And and there is so many folks that want to help you know what you're looking at, how to recognize it faster and, and maybe how to focus on some of those things that, you know, are going to make you a lot more money, but might be kind of painful. But I really appreciate having me on. Thank you so much, Dylan. This has been awesome. Absolutely. Same here. Kirby Smith, president of Lightspeed Construction. Thanks for joining the show. Enjoy it. All right. Hopefully now you can see why I was excited to interview Kirby. He's a very entrepreneurial business owner, and I love what they do with their testimonials. I mean, their sales guys won't get their commission if they don't get a video testimonial of the customer. That is just so fascinating to me. And when I got to learn more about Lead Symphony, I was so excited. I said, hey, let's do an affiliate deal. So we are an affiliate partner of Lead Symphony, and I'll put the affiliate link. So if you're going to check out Lead Symphony, just to give a nod and a thank you to us for sending you there. You can use that link and we will get credit. It will help us uh, keep this podcast going and support it and um, pay for the things you need when you're running a podcast like soundproofing and mics and all kinds of stuff that goes along with it when you offer a free service. Okay, guys, this is Dylan McCabe with the Roofing CEO Show. Thank you for joining us. Definitely check out our Facebook group and join the conversation. It's a unique community only for owners, CEOs, and leaders with no spam or advertising allowed. I look forward to seeing you there, and I will catch you in the next episode.